Romans 11.25. I think we all know by now we're going through starting in Ephesians and we'll get to that one in a few weeks time. But looking at the mysteries that are mentioned in the New Testament, no mystery now was a mystery when the church started. And this one is a given, another here. And you know with uh, those mystery stories we read in primary school, remember that you always would get, uh, what was it, four, there was four fellas, what? Famous five, okay, it was five. Yeah, that was our era. Yeah, we must have been doing the English classes, the famous five. And I was always on some mystery thing, and you'd get enthralled by the mystery, someone's, just someone's mind written down there, what they thought. But it sort of made you inquire, look into, and want to re- keep reading, you know, what, what, what come at the end of it. Um, <clears throat> in the scriptures, they're so much more important to know what these things are. Um, I've put at the end of all these, I don't know if I've mentioned it, um, to say that the church is Israel denies 10 of these mysteries. Wow. And that's that's serious. Because these things uh, God wants us to know about. And here's the one tonight. I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own conceit and that means it's um, you're conceited if you don't want to know about this and you think you know better than what the scriptures plainly say that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. I think in that verse alone there should be enough to say, oh, I get it. I get what he's talking about. I, I, it's English. <laughs> it's pretty plain as I read. Why is your own conceit that blindness in part in part has happened to Israel, the nation, nothing to do with the church, until the fullness of the Gentiles come in to the church. And when that number is complete, and it must be getting close to complete. You see, the Lord has a number for the church of how many people will be in and the last soul being saved it will be fulfilled and uh, not only Gentiles but Jews too early in the piece a lot of Jews mostly Jews and to start with let's pray thank you Lord for this next mystery we see in your word and Lord let us not be ignorant of these wonderful truths and mysteries that are now no longer mysteries but revealed for those that would read the word. And Lord, it's sad that many don't comprehend these things. And it may be, it just may be, that the Spirit of God is not in them. Because God's Spirit opens the word of God to our hearts that we might comprehend these truths. Lord, I pray that we all have open ears and hearts and minds tonight to receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, there's references, and I think on the bulletin, fill in, it's just got the mystery of Israel's blindness, Romans 11, 25. There's a lot of scriptures you can write in that, in that section uh, or under that heading there. 
why were the Jews blinded? As it says in this verse, that blindness, spiritual blindness has happened to them. Why were they blinded? And this is another. You know, all the, this is you know, literal interpretation. This is Jews blinded and they're still blinded until the church is finished. But there's a lot of application we could make to ourselves. And here's one important one. Why were they blinded? What was it that caused this? Their unwillingness to accept spiritual truth. Their unwillingness to see what's being said. And uh, hey, who was it that told them about a lot of these things? The Messiah, the, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I mean, can you get a better teacher? Could you get a better teacher than Jesus Christ? No. And he tried every means possible to make it, and they just got more angry with him and crucified him. So, <clears throat> you see, that makes me feel not too bad. <laughs> if people don't believe these truths, if the Lord couldn't convince them, and, and then fo following on the heels of the Lord, who, who followed the Lord up in teaching these truths? Well, we have the author here tonight, Paul. Yeah, half the New Testament written, and he was the one that followed these things on and taught and taught them. And he seemed to be stoned out of every city, chased out of town, <laughs> or thrown in jail, or stoned, whatever, when he taught these things. You see, when we reject the light that's given darkness comes and we go right the wrong direction right we go in the wrong direction and and turn around and and, and we as christians can start to and it can be in any area of our life start saying oh no don't like that i won't believe that yeah you don't do that too many times before the lord doesn't give any more light because if we're not going to obey the light we have why should he give more light and um <clears throat> this is in this, the case of these people. Let's turn to Matthew chapter... Well, it will turn and just point it out so that you can mark it under this heading. Matthew chapter 13, verse 10. And just see the process of this darkness coming upon them because of the rejection of the truth being taught to them. The disciples came and said unto them, Why speakest thou unto them? them in parables and we've told you this before and verses 13 to 15 I speak to them in parables because they seeing, see not hearing hear not neither do they understand they're not moving forward and it's fulfilled in them the prophecy of Isaiah which said hearing they shall hear and not understand seeing they shall see and not perceive if you go to chapter 12 back to 12 and 31 it reads there, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven men, but blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven men. And this is what they were doing. We've shared that with you before. And Matthew 23, verse 37. And this is the process of their blindness, as they wouldn't receive what the Lord said to them. Then they couldn't receive what the Lord said to them. Then they condemned themselves to it for eternity in so doing. When an unsaved person as the light shone in their heart, the light of the glorious gospel. And they say no. And no guarantee that the Lord will come back knocking again. He does in mercy, but he doesn't guarantee that. 
and we need to hear and heed when he speaks to us and this is the uh, chapter 23 that passage where the Lord condemns Israel you've been God I've tried to get you together many times through the prophets and finally through the Messiah you would not your house is left to your desolate till you say blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord blessed is the Messiah blessed is the Lord Jesus and to know that they didn't say that chapter 24 and verse 9 of Matthew then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and kill you and you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake that's what it's going to get to at the end of this for the Jewish nation and we've looked at that in the evening service now go to the gospel of Luke chapter 19 just giving these quickly because we've been there before Luke chapter 19 verse 41 Um, and when he was come near he beheld the city same as what's mentioned in Matthew 23 and 37 but written by Luke if you'd known this day the things that belong to your peace but they're hidden from you you can't see anymore you wouldn't receive what I said so you'll be in camped about by your enemies you'll be flattened to the ground in verse 44 because you knew not the time of your visitation and making that a personal application again the time of our visitation (laughs) how many times did God visit you before you responded to salvation in his grace and mercy can you remember other times where he spoke to you but you said no but he did you did finally say yes and maybe a few times, you know, we, I don't know. It's, it, it, uh, when did it become clear? Was it clear the first time or the second or third time? Maybe it was the first time and you responded quickly. And remember back to that time when you got saved. So you see God in his grace knocks again. And <clears throat> as in the parables that the Lord gave, he, he spoke of sending servants and more servants and more servants and they killed them and they persecuted and they stoned them and they did all sorts of things to them um, then they sent his, sent his son and then they killed him but he, he spoke again and again the time of our visitation I like that thought you knew not the time of your visitation might have been at home when mum and dad were talking to you about the gospel might have been in a Sunday school class when the teacher was teaching it might have been at camp many times testimonies are from camp where they young people get saved and the time of their visitation this is their time this is God knocking on their heart's door this is for them to respond at that time dare we say no to God (laughs) dangerous thing isn't it to say no to God look at the nation Israel they've been (coughs) set aside what is our verse say there in verse 25 Oh, I thought I had my marker. Oh, here it is this way. <laughs> I did have my marker. Wise in their own conceits and blindness in heart, heart has happened to them, Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And uh, may the blindness be removed from them. May they be saved and turned around. Well, let's go to Luke 21 now. Luke 21 is the next one in verse 23 and 24. 
And there we have Woe unto them that are with child, and them that give suck in those days, for there shall come great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all the nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And so that's um, another thing that will... <laughs> the, the times of the... We, we talk in Romans about the fullness of the Gentiles. Here's the times of the Gentiles. Fullness of the Gentiles is people being saved. Times of the Gentiles is when the Gentiles are ruling over the Jewish nation. And that's sort of ceased, hasn't it? So it must be pretty time up now. <laughs> time's up. Until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. It won't be up until Antichrist is booted out into hell at the end of the tribulation. That's when the times of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. Um, <clears throat> Acts chapter 15 and verse 14 to 16. As I said, we're just briefing on these. Acts 15, 14. Simeon, or Simon Peter, hath declared how God did at that time did visit the Gentiles. Praise God that he visited. What, what did we find in Luke a little bit ago? time of their visitation now that that was Jewish now he's visiting the Gentiles now he's with the spirit of God convicting men of sin of righteousness and of judgment to come he's visiting the Gentiles he's visiting your door your house praise God for that and the salvation is go ye into all the world and preach the gospel not just over there in the Middle East <clears throat> and praise God that our nation there were, there were people that committed themselves when this nation first started to come over here and preach the gospel and uh, people got saved and they preached it to the convicts and they preached it to the leadership and uh, the Westpac Bank started on the foundation you wouldn't believe it now of Christian people starting a bank in Australia and those early, early settlers as I read the history of that, it was interesting to, to read that. Uh, <laughs> wish they still had the same principles and men <laughs> at the head of the bank. It would be a lot easier for a lot of people, wouldn't it? <laughs> they wouldn't be charging them usury <laughs> interest like they do these days. Anyway, <laughs> the time of their visitation, the time of our visit. God has visited the Gentiles to take them out out of them are people for his name and who are they the church us to disagree the words of the prophets as it is written and we've covered some of these things in the evening service when we've been looking at Matthew but after that he's gathered some people and uh, fulfilled the words of the prophets in verse 16 he will return and what will he do when he comes back build again the tabernacle of who? David. That's Israel. Which is fallen down. And will build again its ruins and set it up. What for? <laughs> to reign from Israel for the kingdom. Is that pretty logic? Is that easy to read and understand? I don't know if it should be hard. 
For those that have the Spirit of God, read it, believe it. And um, <clears throat> that's it. God will do it. He said he will. He always keeps his promises. No matter how impossible it seems, he will keep his promises. Chapter 3 of the book of Acts now, and verse 19 and 21. See, it's not in one place, this. It's everywhere. It's all through the scripture, the New Testament, particularly, and all the Old Testament. I didn't even look in the Old Testament where it says in the ones we've read tonight, some of them, that this is declared by all the prophets <laughs> that God's going to have his son have a kingdom. And chapter 3, verse 19 to 21 of Acts, Repent therefore and be converted. Your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, who before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things. That's the restitution of Israel to the land, the restitution of the animal kingdom, the restitution of the world, the desert to blossom as a rose, restitution back to Genesis, and even, I believe, the recreation of extinct things. God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets. To deny this is to deny Old Testament and New Testament scripture since the world began. And I wrote down here particularly Isaiah. Don't add to the scriptures. <laughs> but particularly Isaiah has some restitution promises. Um, <clears throat> so there's a, a bit in, in, in Acts there. Two portions in Acts that speak about this putting aside, setting aside Israel blinded, Israel unable to see until a time when the restitution, restoration sorry, happens again. Um, Matthew 19.28, go back to Matthew. This is the completest list, the completest whatever. This is the complete list that didn't come out of just thinking through these things and cross-referencing cross them. Chapter 19 and verse 28. And we read, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that ye who have followed me in the regeneration... when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne. So the regeneration is when? When the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, then. So you could almost read it like this. Verily unto you that ye who have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sit on the throne of his glory, Ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So Peter was asking the question, what shall we get for following you? And that was the Lord answers, Lord's answer to him. If you've forsaken houses or brethren, and this will come up actually in the morning service. Um, sorry, evening service. <laughs> no, it won't, because <laughs> John's preaching. <laughs> The week following the evening service. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Um, anyone that's forsaken houses and brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit ever 
everlasting life, but many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And in the portion we'll be looking at when we get to that in, in Matthew in a few weeks, is what people miss out on if they don't do the right thing in this life. And that's got a real application to us today. That's got a real challenge to it. That's got a bite to it on Judgment Day. <laughs> if we don't do what the Lord wants us to do in our life down here and the challenges he gives us and the opportunity he lays before us, if we don't take them up, we lose out. That, In proportion as you've committed and submitted to the Lord's life, uh, your life and his will in this life, you know, like, like it says there, if you've forsaken houses or if you've forsaken brethren, some forsaken one of these or all of them, or father, can you think of some people that have done that? Think of some people today that have forsaken houses and brethren and sisters and fathers and mothers and what about wife and children, some have done that, yeah. All lands, for my sake, okay, yeah, missionaries do a lot of that. And it's a shame that we don't have a sort of a retirement thing for, for missionaries. I don't know of any missionary that I know that's got any super fun go going for them. They'll finish. Then what? Pension. <laughs> Sorry? The Lord will provide. Put yourself in that position. Uh, <laughs> that you, that, uh, yeah, that's right. It's easy to say it. Put yourself in that position. I don't know if Andrew might be listening, <laughs> but when Andrew decided to sell his house, oh, <laughs> that's something you can come back to. But there are other plans afoot for that. I think he's, he, he realises there are other things, that, and the Lord will open it all. But often, you know what? Our missionaries come home and we say the Lord will provide, and we leave it at that. It's what James says. You know, we say, oh, bless you, brother. <laughs> on your way out of sight out of mind and if we go our merry way and they suffer living on a pension and probably have to rent a house or whatever because they haven't had the opportunity to be in a country like so blessed like Australia that they have a lot of things at the end it'd be great if God challenged a businessman to say well let's let's build a fund somehow you know, in, in America, because America's a lot bigger and a lot more churches and a lot more money around, they've got what they call Green Acres for Baptist mid-mission missionaries. Now that's, when I say that, that's about 1,200 to 1,500 there were missionaries through the Baptist mid-missions organisation now. Yes, it's, a, it's not a church organisation, it's a board that when they retire, they go and stay there. And pastors have been in this pulpit here are there. Uh, Pastor Couch has passed away. He was there. Pastor Goff has passed away. He was there. Um, Pastor Barton's there. That was started, the, well, didn't start. Pastor the Church of Benella. But they, they've got that system, but they had to pay into it because as a mission board made them give money into the, a, a fund all their life, like, like we have super here. And, um, but we don't have something like that in Australia. We're not a mission board. 
but local churches who send a missionary out should start feeling responsible because that's what's happening in Australia, it's local church stuff and they should feel responsible and obliged to make sure that the, the people sent out needs are met. Now, that, was, that wasn't planned, <laughs> but it's, it's reality, you need to think about it. And, um, but the Lord said, I've got a better, like John said, <laughs> a better plan here. <laughs> you, sh- you shall receive a hundredfold <laughs> and shall inherit everlasting, and that's in the kingdom. Ruling and reigning with Christ. I'll put you over, a, what did he say, a hundred cities or something like that. There'll be responsibility, but we'll be glad to have the responsibility. We'll be privileged to have it. Ma- imagine having a, an immortal body and ruling and reigning with Christ that doesn't need the rest and doesn't need the sleep and the, and the, the plans that could be, could be accomplished and for, or planned out and fulfilled in, in the time of the kingdom. All these things are going to be a reality soon. Um, say? No red tape. No, no red tape. No. No bribery. No corruption. No police force needed. No locksmiths needed. No. Um, what else is no, no more of? <laughs> Satan's locked up. No Satan roaming around. <laughs> um, there will still be some self around because there's people born. And as they're, they're mortal beings, and they'll still have that propensity to, to sin. <laughs> yeah, they'll still have the sin nature. But there's a lot of no mores in that time that we'll see things. And, and production will be there. The, the environment will be right. No, no worries, greenies. God's got it all worked out. The environment will be taken care of. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> the lion will lay down with the lamb, and you won't have to put fences up. Ah, oh, the savings, the, the time. It's a wonderful time to look forward to. In the regeneration, so in that time, where will you be? What will you be doing? What are you doing now? Because that depends on this. Right now. now <clears throat> I don't, how, how can you make it heavier on you <laughs> to, to see the reality of this? Spend and be spent for the Lord. Talk to people. Tell them. Commit yourself to the Lord and his work, his challenges to your life. Uh, One more. Go back to the book of Romans 9. And... Verse 32. Romans 9.32 Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith it's the Jew, he's talking about the Jewish nation they sought it not by faith but as it were by works of the law keep the law and we'll get to heaven no, <laughs> obey from the heart and you'll get to heaven for they stumbled at the stumbling stone and who was the stumbling stone they, they tripped up on? the Lord Jesus as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offence, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. <laughs> so you're a whosoever who has believed, if you're a Christian, but the Jews, they, he was to them a stumbling stone and a rock of offence. He was, he was very offensive just by telling the truth to the nation of Israel in what he said. Remember? 
they were offended and went with him no more. Many of his disciples were offended. You know, if the word of God offends a true believer, what do they do? They respond by repenting and getting right. They adjust to the word of God. But if it offends them and they go away and talk about it and hackle about it and talk to you about it behind our back and get all mad about it, they're probably not saved. I'm, I, I, that's getting clearer and clearer to me that the wolves can be amongst God's people. Even of your own selves, Paul said. And he's talking to the church at Ephesus who had John the Apostle, Paul the Apostle, who was the other guys that were pastoring that church. He said, even of you, there will be some come that will draw away disciples after themselves. If that could happen there, in the day when the church just started, and the realisation of the truth was local, if it happened in in their generation, how much more 2,000 years removed? And um, so, let's beware. Let's not stumble at the stumbling stone, and let's be willing to change and be sanctified and fit for the master's use and laying aside the things of life and the pleasures of life for the sake of souls who need the Lord. So there's a mystery. Does it have application? My word, it does. I mean, it's about the Jew, the, the mystery there about the ignorance of the, the Jews. Don't be ignorant of it. Blindness has happened to them. Blindness can happen to us if we reject spiritual truth. I meant to read that to start with. I didn't. I'll leave it to another day. <clears throat> no, I won't. I'll read it to conclude. Why does a small country of merely 7 million Jewish people hide a Bible quiz for its youth? Not only for those living in Israel, but also for those in the diaspora, those scattered around the world. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu explained, because the Bible is the rock of our existence. The quiz is important to Israel because the Bible is foundational to the nation's nation's identity and existence. It is intricately woven into the fabric of the Jewish nation. Israel's very right to exist and live in the land of promise is based on the word of God. And this year's quiz at this year's quiz, the Prime, Minister's re, rem, the Prime Minister remarked the verses of the Bible cause a great spirit to flow into our national existence in the homeland. From there we received our strength, and this strength returned and beat within us when we returned to our land. Not to a foreign land did we come, we returned to our homeland, to the inheritance of our forefathers. Here lie our roots, God willing, forever. Prime Minister of Israel. <laughs> Wouldn't you have, like to have a Prime Minister like that? <laughs> if only he'd get saved. <laughs> you know, he, he, he says the Bible like we do. He talks about the Old Testament like we do. And uh, Lord willing forever, if he only knew. <laughs> Blindness in part has happened until the fullness of the... Gen- Maybe he'll be one that gets saved if he's still alive when it all happens. He'll be up there pressing red buttons and whatever else he does to to try to keep the nation in existence but pray for the peace of Jerusalem